morning, good afternoon, good night, my dears. Welcome to the Worldwide Podcast. We have an exciting country, it has South Africa in this podcast. So I'm pretty excited to talk about rugby, to talk about the food, talk about lots of stuff about South Africa. But before introducing our guest, Matthew Hendricks, I just want to ask how Guilherme is. How are you doing, bro? Are you excited for this episode? You've lived in South Africa. How are you feeling, bro? Hey, hey, listeners. Oh, my God. This episode will, will mean so much to me. Yes, I've, I went in a very random way to this country. And uh, something that people told me right before I went there is uh, South Africa is going to steal your heart. You know, it's going to be a completely different experience, even though I was living in Cape Town. And Cape Town is kind of like the Europe in, uh, in Africa. But even then, it's like it's nothing similar to Europe, I would say. Um, Again, such a big melting pot, diverse culture, diverse gastronomy. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited because we have my friend Matt that we also met in a very random place and occasion, I would say. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So how are you doing, Matt? How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm really excited about this episode as well. <clears throat> I've been following your podca podcast for a while now. And uh, I was wondering, like, you know, when is South Africa finally going to make its feature? But here it is. And uh, I, I think that you and I will probably have a lot to talk about, especially, you know, with you uh, having your experience living in, in Cape Town. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get right into it. For sure. Mm -hmm. And it's always good to have a perspective of like a, an expect, let's call it that, even though I was working for a South African company, but I was there for just a short amount of time, seven months, and let's say an actual local <laughs> who right. knows South Africa from the, from the um, ground up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and who's also made a big move uh, outside of the country, which we'll also dive into, which is actually, let's dive into that first. Every <laughs> single guest that we have here, they decide to live Buddy, in Germany. Isn't that, that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You live in Germany. Germany. That's interesting. Why? Why Germany? Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, Germany offers a lot, to, especially to, you know, people coming in from the outside. Um, it's, a, well, it's, you know, it's a socialist country. So, um, you know, with your, with extreme high taxes that you pay, there are a lot of benefits to that. <laughs> um, and, you know, Germany does sort of keep to its promises when it comes to tax benefits. So I think uh, it's a really great place for, uh, you know, young people to come to if you want to start a career, or if you want to change careers and go into a different field and, um, you know, you want to expand yourself in whichever direction you want to go into there's just so much happening in germany um and especially where i'm living in berlin you know before i lived here i lived in a in a much smaller city uh, dusseldorf um but you know dusseldorf compared to berlin berlin there's almost no comparison there's just <laughs> there's so much going on here it's just like the craziest yeah it's just it's wild <laughs> it's wild, yeah, yeah it's one I love of it. my favorite series in the world i mean uh, when you want to go out in Berlin, it's, it's crazy. I mean, if you want to hear folk songs, you have a place for you. You want to hear electronic songs, you're going, you have a place to go. And exactly. it's crazy. It's a fucking mad part there, right there. Yeah, there's there's something for everyone over here. Yeah. And that's what makes it so attractive to people. Doesn't matter um, who you yeah. are, bro. You get a fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Possibly like the best party city in Europe, actually. I, I was just thinking about that maybe because you know people always gravitate to london and they gravitate to maybe barcelona as well mm -hmm. but berlin 
the type of partying there is just so distinct. Like you yeah. go there, you should go there without any expectations and just go through it. Like just go into these random ass parties, see something that you will never see anywhere else in the world and yeah. just have memories. <laughs> yeah, it for starts me, to tell. Like, yeah, for me, I, I when I first came to Berlin, I, I was almost like I was, I, it felt like I was living in a simulation. I was like, I've never experienced anything <laughs> anywhere else in the world that I'm experiencing here in Berlin. And it will only work in Berlin because it is just what it is. Um, and I think that's what makes the city super unique. Um, you know, like what's interesting is that I, I came to Berlin, you know, to, you know, settle, not well, settle down, but, you know, to build on my career, to work and to build up a, a normal life. Um, so it's a bit different than someone who's coming to Berlin for a holiday and just wants to experience that party culture. So I'm having this dual experience of, you know, social life in Berlin and also like living in Berlin. And those two things are very different. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool to, to be able to experience both. For sure. And I mean, let's talk about the most exciting thing for you must be, which is no more load shedding. Let's talk about oh that because that for me <laughs> is the craziest thing I've ever experienced and learned in my life. A country yeah. that cannot supply electricity to its residents. What is load shedding? Please explain to us, man. Oh my God. Why does I it exist? <laughs> I, I think that most South Africans probably would have, would have a really hard time explaining exactly what load shedding is to you. Um, it's a multifaceted problem. And um, yeah, I, well, basically in, in, in its ground form, load shedding is, you know, the lack of supply of electricity to support the whole nation. Um, but, you know, as time has progressed, I mean, load shedding has been an ongoing problem for the last 13 years. Um, and, 13. you know, as time has progressed, 13, yeah. It Bro, started, I think, the first lots of time. And I think, you know, South Africans have come to a point where they're like, why is this problem not improving? Like, what is the actual story? You know, this cannot only be about, yeah. um, you know, machines breaking down and maintenance needing to be conducted there's a much deeper problem at hand and um yeah i mean there's there's a lot of investigations going on uh, around the whole topic of load shedding and some things that have been uncovered is that it's rooted in corruption it's really it, it that's that's the core issue that um there's you know south africa is a very corrupt state and um there has been a lot of tax money that has been stolen from politicians and from from you know the government in power and it's just i i don't i don't know how much i can say about it but it's 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 rooted in corruption and that's the main issue and the only way that load shedding will will improve or any of south africa's problems will improve is if corruption is tackled like directly because that's that's what's preventing the country from moving forward i'm sure uh guillermo would be able to confirm that you know especially a city like cape town even johannesburg there's it has so much going for it and it's like such a thriving city with a wealth of potential um and you know it, it, it's just there are things politically that's just holding the country back it does not make sense that in in the last days that i that i was actually in cape town during one week, it was five hours without electricity for like three days. Five hours each day for one week without electricity. That makes no sense in my mind. I don't know. I talked with an Uber driver once um, and I actually told him, is it because Ascom is public and Ascom being the, the company who 
does the electricity yeah. supply? Is it because they're public owned by the government? Would it change if another privately owned company came to the country and served um, electricity throughout the whole country? Maybe built more uh, electricity uh, generators, something that creates electricity. He said, I have no idea, bro. The country is just crazy. corrupt. That will never happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like the government don't put any effort for, you know, uh, solve it. Because it happens the same here in Brazil. It's a very corrupted country. And politicians stolen money from people, stolen money from taxes. And right. it's crazy, this low sharing thing. I mean, last 13 years, imagine like last 13 years, you just don't have energy for, for an hour. How, how, how yeah. long is it? I mean, no, not not just that. It's like it, like Guillermo said. Like sometimes there have been days when it's gone off for like five hours. Even yeah. I think some some cities in South Africa have experienced load shedding for almost eight to ten hours a day. That's so cool. you know when when a problem like that is so critical, and there there has been no improvement over the last thirteen years. The only the only way we can look is toward the government. That you know there's something sure. that is inherently wrong. Um, and it's it's really damaging the economy. And this is why so many young South Africans are just fleeing the country like flies, because why would we want to put up with a with a government that is, you know, mismanaging the country when you know our our lives are being affected, um, our careers are being affected. I mean, when I was living in South Africa, I was working for myself, I was working from home, I was super dependent on electricity, like I needed my Wi-Fi connection, like, so all all of these things just get affected. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, like I said, a multifaceted issue that is uh, really holding the country back. Yeah, yeah they, and also they they like think safety. Of the nation, bro, it's too comfortable for them. They won't uh, fix yeah, it, yeah. it's too comfortable. But also like uh, safety, because a lot of the times the lights go out and so many times I was running and out of nowhere, it's like pitch black. And again, we'll talk about this a little bit further, the crime in South Africa and whatnot, but it's just like running without any lights around me at <laughs> night. It's fucking in South Africa. It's fucking scary. So yeah. load shedding. I have heard stories that people take advantage of load shedding to rob places because a lot of the gates don't work anymore because gates are usually electronic. Um, yeah. And also the, um, the, the wires, the electric wires, the, uh, the barbed wires, that's it. The electric barbed wires that exist in the country, which <laughs> exists, exists everywhere, even in good uh, places. Uh, also stop working. So people just take advantage of those and they'll just rob those places right on load shedding. Um, but yeah, going, stepping away a little bit from this load shedding. Yeah. Actually, right. <laughs> just one more thing that I also never understood. I'm not a fan of Elon Musk, but this dude is South African and he's the supposedly face of electricity. Why hasn't he actually done something <laughs> in the country and tried solving load shedding? Because he, he has left, bro. money. He left. He's yeah, got he, money. Does he not care? Not just that he's got money. He's like the richest man in the world. <laughs> he, so he has the most money. Um, yeah, I mean, like if you follow Elon Musk's uh, Twitter feed, it's actually quite comical. I think um, a lot of South Africans have like, you know, tweeted him and, you know, with the same thing, like, dude, like, come on, like you're South African. Why are you not doing anything? And I think he actually put out a tweet where he said that, you know, he doesn't owe South Africa anything. And um, I, to, I, I mean, to some extent, 
I completely agree with that because, you know, at the same time, it's not his responsibility as the richest man in the world to provide South Africa with electricity. The government should be doing that, right? Like, mm. this is the government's job. And the government yeah, has for- been messing around politically for so many years. They've been, you know, con- like the corruption has been rife for so many years. So, um, with Elon Musk just jumping in and, you know, taking care of the problem with all of his money, he's basically bailing the government out from their own corruption, which I would not agree with. So, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, these Elon Musk stuff uh, is also, but, but yeah, like the government, their mission is truly to support their society. And I don't think an individual should step into that because as you said, then it will look bad for the government and they'll take advantage of more people doing something like that. Because I guess Mr. Beast can also do some crazy stuff like <laughs> supplying electricity for all of South Africa. And then the yeah, government's like, yeah, sure. We'll just yeah, keep thanks, our money. Fuck yeah. That. yeah, exactly. So for sure. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see how the government will do in a couple of years, but Let's, yeah, let's talk about good, good stuff. Let's talk about yeah. Let's stuff. talk about some good stuff <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That film. buddy. Uh, no. are you into rugby? Excuse me. Are you into rugby? Into rugby? Um, I mean, it's not like I'm an avid rugby supporter. Like, if there's a big game happening, then yes, it's always exciting to watch to watch rugby. Um, I mean, I I come from a region of Cape Town where rugby is probably the one of the most dominant sports, hmm. and it's played in every single school. Um, and it's taken very seriously. So um, yeah, when there's a rugby World Cup, it's always exciting to to watch. You know how South Africa performs because we actually have a super strong rugby team. Um, yeah, you, you guys are the world champions. Uh, yeah, yeah. At the moment, we are the world champions. The previous exactly. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is always exciting, you know, to get behind uh, to get behind our teams and have something to be proud of, you know, on the world on the world stage because there are so many, like we just discussed, there are so many issues in South Africa, and I think a lot of South Africans they they are proud to be South African, but it's just very hard because you know we have we come from a very complicated country. Um, yeah. So when our country does well. We absolutely love to support uh, South Africa in any way that we can. Mm, For I guess and, and I feel rugby like our- takes a very important, you know, part of you know the the building of the country because yeah. it has united people mm. right there. You know exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, I mean, obviously, previously, um, you know, rugby was generally a more a white person sport. So I think in previous years, I would say maybe like pre-1994 i mean even before the rugby team was dominated by white players um but i think now as times have changed they've, there's been a lot more integration in in rugby and i think it's amazing to see i mean just in our sports in general like also in the cricket team and um there's a lot more racial integration and um you know like the team of the teams are still doing super well either way so i think it's it's really cool to see um yeah uh, you know people uniting uh, around sport for sure and i also think like rugby i would say it's a must see uh when you visit south africa if you can if there's a championship happening when i went to see it was this the semi-finals of oh you've been to a match buddy yeah 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 and it was a crazy ass experience the tickets were super cheap as well it was like uh it was 15 euro uh, 15 euros something like that because i bought it very early and the right. harmony and just the overall culture that is to be inside the world stadium so the world cup stadium watching yeah. a rugby match 
and everyone just like it felt you know what it what it felt um on Harry Potter f- f- 4 Quidditch. like the fourth film the quit the Quidditch like uh, World Cup it felt yeah, like right. that like the stadium <laughs> the people the I've never yeah. I, I had never seen something like that and it, yeah. again it seeing something uh have this much impact and not being football also makes me yeah. happy yeah. Uh, especially yeah. being from a country that is like football 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 it's like yeah. okay enough so it's it was <laughs> it's yeah it's so different and uh it was really happy to see i i'm i think cape town won that game mm-hmm. um i i think it was the national uh championship of the country yeah. and yeah it's like uh <clears throat> if you guys ever visit south africa man it's a must it's a must yeah truly go to the world stadium cup and Check that out for sure. Yeah, and it's also a very beautiful stadium, the the Greenpoint mm. Stadium, which was you know redesigned for the Football World Cup in 2010. It's <laughs> such a beautiful stadium. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, and actually, jumping into more touristic things because I'm actually going to make a statement. I think South Africa is possibly the best country to do tourism and experience a variety of activities and things to do. I would say, yeah, yeah. one the the hikes like the mountains being in cape yeah, the town country surrounded by mountains actually, right? actually like cape yeah, town but... as a whole does not make sense to me yeah. <laughs> like a metropolis city being built around these mountains mountain. <laughs> or, or the mountains because it's stable mountain and um yeah. lion's head it's yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? And then right, like, and then right next to the mountain, you have the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful ocean where you can surf. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's everything in one, and it's so funny because like uh, myself and Robin, Robin's my my girlfriend. Um, we are planning, you know, our summer trip uh, coming up in Europe. Um, you know, as everyone in Europe ha- has to plan a trip for the summer because the winter is <laughs> so long. And it's like in the summertime, we have to go traveling. And I'm and we like looking for places to go. And we so undecided because like we want to find a place that is con- that will kind of remind us of Cape Town, but will be different because all I want is I want a beach. I want mountains and I want nature. Like that's what I'm, that's what my body is really craving. Because living in like this huge metropolis like Berlin, I'm surrounded by buildings all the time, <laughs> and uh, we have no mountains and we have no beaches. So it's like I'm really trying to uh, find this in Europe or, or, or a place in Europe that offers as much variety as Cape Town does. Of course, we're probably never going to find it, There's but no um, there there really is no place. <laughs> There's no place. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I would say actually Slovenia. Maybe Slovenia is one of those nah. places that has. Nah, but still, like but still no. Everywhere. But yeah, still I've no. Been there. I, I've I mean, been to Ljubljana. Nah, no way. Yeah, like no. without the wildlife. Uh, yeah, it's hard actually. I was thinking of other Balkan countries, but that's the only region that I would say has something like that, uh, something different. Yeah. And, and, and sun, of course, and sun. Yeah, we were also Wait. thinking like maybe like the south of Italy, like Sicily, for example, or um, I mean, there are some islands in Greece, which are also really beautiful. The only thing that I advise is south of Italy during the summer is crazy. It's yeah, peak I can imagine. tourism. Yeah, yeah ah. it's back. It's back. And it's very, very hot prominent. as well. It's like yeah, too, too hot, I think. Too, too, too hot. Especially like July, August. Mm-hmm. It's like scorching, scorching hot. The culture of hiking in Cape Town is so ah, predominant that, um, that yeah, that when uh, I would just meet people randomly, like other people working in the country and living abroad, 
we would just like go on Village Idiot, which is a club in Cape Town, <laughs> the best one and the worst one at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would <laughs> I would say it like that definitely. <laughs> it's like it's like if Miami tried to build it's a the club best in worst Cape Town. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like just the weirdest. But but again, it's like where all the digital nomads and expats and um, yeah. foreign people meet basically. And we would we would be there like three to four a.m. and then we would say, hey, tomorrow let's like hike at eight in the morning. And you'd be <laughs> like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> and that's like the weekend, you know, like going on Friday night to village it and then Saturday morning just start hiking on Table Mountain on whatever hike that you do in that in that location because there's so many even outside of yeah. Table Mountain there's so many. So many. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, like in, in, in Cape Town, we don't go out as late as people go out here in, in Europe, for example, because like mm. um, in Germany, like if, you go, if you're going to go out clubbing, the clubs only open from 11 p.m. And I mean, before that, you would probably just be, I don't know, maybe going for like pre-drinks or something at a bar. But you really only start going out from like 10, 10 p.m. And then when you go clubbing, you come home the next morning at like 7, 8 a.m. So there's no time or energy to do any hiking or anything active <laughs> the next morning. Um, yeah. 8 a.m. <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> that's like Central Europe type of partying, which that's yeah. way too much no 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 so that's but actually are very active people <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i actually really like that i don't know i, I like coming home at like 3 a.m tops like top um yeah and just doing something the next day because if you go home at 8 8 a.m like it's it's insane yeah. that's like breakfast time sure right <laughs> what were you doing after <laughs> jesus you do Pretty not early. sleep you do not sleep for sure, but um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed all the all the hiking experience, and again, it got me to be even more active. Instead of doing gym and doing CrossFit in the country, I would just hike, I would just run, I would just do all these sorts of things because I could, and there was a place to do them, uh, and people to do them with as well. Um, especially with, as well, since we're talking a little bit about Germany, man, Germans and Dutch people, they're the best. Like <laughs> these people, they basically have no mountains in the country. And when they go abroad, they're like, I want to hike every day. <laughs> well, I feel like just that. Bro, it's just because they don't have. So, so For sure. They, they, they yeah. got to have this And they go super they prepared. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They go very prepared. Like when they when they say they're going hiking, like when Cape Town, when Cape Tonians go hiking, like we will literally just put on a t-shirt, wear a shorts and some trainers, and then we we're ready to go hiking. When Reserve a German feelings, says that bro. they are Reserve when feelings. when a German says they are going hiking, they are going to go to like the outdoor store, they're going to buy new hiking gear, like hiking pants, hiking boots, hiking backpack, uh camel camelback with a water supply, like hiking hat, hiking sticks, everything. Like hiking. Squeeze. <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything it's it's the funniest thing to see because like sometimes when you like on hiking trails in cape town you can immediately spot the germans because they are like <laughs> they're going out there and they're full safari kits and cape Towns are literally hiking in flip-flops and t-shirts so it's like <laughs> really funny <laughs> so many times there's some people hiking with flip-flops like uh, africans people and i was like how in the hell do you can you hold so much pain during this seven hour hike? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you know, bro, you know, bro, it's our culture. It's our culture, you know. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. 
I feel and like, again, like um, we have the same feeling here in Brazil. I mean, <laughs> going to a hiking right here, you're going to spot lots of people with flip flops. Lots of people with flip flops. With wow. Havaianas, which is the brand of yeah, flip flops yeah, right here in Brazil. <laughs> you guys know, yeah. So, yeah. Well, well I, I, we, we got the same feeling right here. And I figured yeah. out that there are lots of Brazilian that who that goes to actually to, to South Africa. And they yeah. do lots of trails right there. So don't oh, confuse it's... guys, Brazilians there with flip flops. <laughs> with the Africans people. <laughs> Actually, like you, you touched on a big topic, uh, which are Brazilians in South Africa. I feel like they're yeah, yeah. the mo the biggest touristic group in South Africa are Brazilians. It is insane. I've never seen so many Brazilians living abroad than in Cape Town. Especially yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's it's insane. Everywhere I would go, I would see Brazilians, especially in um in Camps Bay, um in that very famous bar, which I forgot the name. Uh, yeah, Caprice. I think that's how. It, it, oh yeah, called. Caprice. Yeah, Caprice. Yeah. Man, is Brazilians all around? Brazilians yeah, everywhere in Cape Town. People go it over is. to learn English, actually. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the cheapest the way to. Yeah, it's the cheapest way to actually learn English, and also the weather. Yeah. I guess the the weather it's very similar if you compare yeah. it here yeah. to Brazil. So that's why mm -hmm. it's probably might be the, you know, the reason why Brazilians choose South Africa and because right. they don't want to, you know, go to cold countries and <laughs> feeling cold all the time. Yeah. And I and yeah. actually it's cheapest way to learn English as well. So yeah, I guess yeah. it's that's why. Yeah. And the heat doesn't peak too much as well, which is why I also yeah, love South yeah, Africa. Yeah. Like it wasn't like crazy hot, like Rio. Well, I mean, it depends where you are in South Africa. I mean, you you lived in Cape Town, but I think if you go to a different province, it might be like <laughs> the, the, the weather in South Africa is very different because we have different types of climates. And I would say Cape Town is a more of a Mediterranean climate. So we have really mild conditions. So it's not like super hot in the summer or super cold in the winter. Uh, but if you go into more North South Africa, um, it is going, yeah, there the temperatures are a little bit more extreme um, and might be a bit more uncomfortable for some people. No, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, of course, like probably the main thing Brazilians go into the countries, like the wildlife and the safaris. Yeah, which definitely. There's none in Brazil uh, to see like the animals that you can see in this country. Oh, all right. And, uh, the ones that you can <laughs> see there because we got lots of animals in the Amazon. Yeah, you see yeah. lots of weird animals actually but you but know yeah, the thing yeah. amazon is such a uh an experience um an expensive experience like brazilians can afford uh, going into yeah, the because, amazon yeah bro because there's no this you know tourism preset right there it's hard for mm -hmm. you know find a, a kind of safari a common safari that everybody can go for can afford so yeah, yeah. Uh, since there is no option for you to go there <laughs> and watch the animals, the prices are too high. With a guide, yeah. With a yeah, guide. with a guide. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, understand where he's stepping in it because it's it's huge. It's huge. So yeah, sometimes yeah. Wow. It, it's it's hard to cover the whole forest, you know. So yeah. it's it's crazy sometimes. But yeah, like the the, the safaris in South Africa was actually one of the main reasons I also wanted to check the country to see, you know, of course, like the big five, the savannas, all of the landscapes that, uh, especially with the mountains uh, mm -hmm. that you can sightsee from a, from a four by four while you're on the safari. But I also have been told 
that it's a little bit overrated because um, there are better places like Kenya and Tanzania. They, uh, some people have actually told me like those two countries are the best for safaris and for uh, sightseeing animals. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously everyone goes to or comes to South Africa to go on safaris because we have uh, the, I think, one of the biggest national parks in the world, uh, the Kruger National Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, I've actually never been on a safari in my life, even though I am what? from South Africa. No, I've never been because... <sighs> We have we have game parks in Cape Town, but it's I mean not obviously anywhere close to the city. It's more like an hour to two hours outside of the city, but they are really expensive. And mm-hmm. um, again, it's probably like the same in Brazil. Like you know, locals don't really go and safari yeah, yeah, yeah. so pricey. But for but the Kruger Park is a lot cheaper. I think um, they they are rates for for locals and rates for internationals. But the Kruger Park is like on the northern part of South Africa, which is more than a thousand kilometers away from Cape Town. So if we wanted to go there, we would have to travel by plane to get there. And it's like, so yeah, there's just never really been an opportunity. But if I do, if I were to go on a safari, I would definitely go to Kenya. Like, um, yeah, Kenya or or Tanzania and check out the Serengeti. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's something that would be really amazing. And and the animals are so much bigger as well. Like the the giraffes are so much bigger, elephants as well. Like it's uh Kenya is a very interesting country, actually. Um and, and I wish more people knew about that, especially if someone is looking into uh safari hop uh in a few um game parks. Um instead of just looking at South Africa, which I'm very happy people do. But again, yeah. it's, as you said, it's so expensive. I remember when I went to two safaris, man. It was so damn expensive. I've never imagined in my life what it would be that price. And then um, yeah. a friend of mine who actually visited Kenya, he, he told me how much he paid for his safaris. I'm like, how is that possible? That's so cheap. Yeah. And like the animals are, I think you can get up close easier. And I feel like the wildlife is a little bit more natural because mm-hmm. again, the safaris in Cape Town, they're still gated. A lot of them which again goes into people poaching, which is another big topic, which is crazy yeah. as well. And quite sad, but again, in a corrupt country, corrupt society, you see easy cash, why not? But um, but yeah, like um, I truly, I, I am excited to make also our Kenya episode so we can talk about that safari experience. But but yeah, then again, come to South Africa, man. The, still seeing the big five and the lines in front of you, uh, in a very accessible way is truly an experience that you will remember for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 100%. And um, also like something that I just remembered that I also never understood about South Africa. Why does it have three capitals? Oh, My, yeah. It's, it's <clears throat> so great, great weird topic. and interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I don't think any South African would be able to give you that answer unless someone studied political science or something like that, because <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Um, I know that I know the different capitals have different functions. So um, as far as I'm aware, um, the financial capital of South Africa, I think, is Pretoria. Um, And I think that's where the South African Treasury is located. Um, And then we have some we have a capital in Bloemfontein, and I think and I have no idea what that capital is for. (laughs) But then. And then we have the parliamentary capital, and that is Cape Town, and that's where Parliament is situated. So um, they do have different functions. Um, I just don't understand why it's not all in the same city. 
Yeah, I, I never really understood it that and much. What about I, Johannesburg? It isn't uh, the capital of anything. No, no, no. It's no. Uh, it's Pretoria, which is right next to it. Yeah, All right. It's just the biggest city, basically. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I think also because you know South Africa is a um, it's a one state kind of country. It's not a federal state, so it, it doesn't really make a difference where you know the different governmental uh, departments are located in the country. It's not like in Germany where you have every governmental organization is stationed in Berlin. Um, in South Africa, it's you know one government for the whole country. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not like the US. Doesn't make too much of a difference afterwards and <laughs> i i also just uh, remembered something <laughs> the first thing that actually a person told me when i arrived in south africa was actually never take the train in this city <laughs> in cape town never take the train and i'm like the train but that's like the safest uh option of, uh, of locating yourself to different places <laughs> <laughs> and we talked so much about this especially uh in our zimbabwean episode with um with my colleague from south africa yeah. how like the train is possibly the most dangerous place in the world <laughs> the most dangerous yeah. place in the world i mean they they are changing it now i see that there's been a lot of um uh, how can I say that? there's been a lot of changes to the metro system in, I don't know if this is for the whole of South Africa, but I know that I, I, I saw changes happening in Cape Town. They, it's actually really funny. They bought new trains. I think they bought new trains from France. And then only after buying the new trains from France, they realized that the size of the trains do not match with the type of tracks that we have. In oh, South no. Africa. <laughs> yeah. so I, I have no idea who messed that one up, um, but I, I don't know what they are going to do about the levels of safety on the, the train stations. And I know they are, they, they, before I left South Africa, they were actually doing massive like construction on the main train state, the central uh, train station in Cape town. So I think they've, they are busy renovating the whole thing. I mean, yeah, like, I I truly think that that my city works works really nice. I still think that it needs more times because I I I used to take the bus so many times in Cape Town. I didn't really care. I used to take my bike to some places, but uh, again, like going f f like uh, to um, to Bluefontein Beach. I'm trying to remember the name of the locations, but to the um, to the mountain Table Mountain Beach view. How, how is that place called? I actually remember. Just forgot. It's, um, well, it doesn't matter, but Table, it was... Table Mountain Beach for you. I've never... Yeah, it's... Um, ah, 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 you're talking about Bloberg. <laughs> Bloberg, goddamn. Yes, that's that's the name I wanted. <laughs> Jesus, I was having I was such like, a big... I have blank. no idea what you were saying. Oh, Bloberg. But but the name of the beach has another name. It's, uh, it's um, Table View. Table View, I think. Table View. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Yeah. I, I used to take the bus so many times to go there and it was actually really functional. But the thing is that so many times there's only one bus that goes per hour. And in a city that lives 5 million people having only one bus per hour, that makes no sense in my mind. <laughs> like transportation is not existent. Yeah. Like public transportation, not existent in Cape Town, which. Um, yeah. Which, it's not, it's really not good. Yeah, like I, I guess everyone just loves just driving a car, which also is completely fine. But then, yeah, it goes a little bit with the crime, maybe. Uh, again, with the train, like people see that it's not working, 
because no one is using them because people are afraid to use them. So you're, you're just like, why should we renovate something that people may not use if yeah. even if it's done afterwards? Uh, and hmm. everyone already has a car, so why should we make more times for the bus and more buses, yeah. conductors, hmm. more money being spent there? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a crazy thing in 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 Cape Town, and uh, yeah. especially like the whole concept of uh, ha- having a closed space when you when a bus arrives. Yeah, I <laughs> again because of the crime as well. Right. Uh, I totally understand because being in in a few central places, especially next to the castle, uh, and waiting for another bus, and if that didn't exist, <laughs> yeah. that would make me scared shitless. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the central bus station is basically like a train station here in Europe. It's like you you have. Um, uh, a gate access before you get into the station where you have to scan your card in and the, the doors open for you. So it's just, it's just a, I guess, a safety element. If only they could implement the same thing with the trains, like yeah. <laughs> it, it really does work actually. And, and the My City bus is actually the, the most, or the, the, the best functioning um, bus uh, transportation system in, in Cape Town because we also have the Golden Arrow bus, which is uh, from the government, um, from the, the South African government. And then the My City bus is from the Cape Townian government, so to say, from the city of Cape Town. Um, and you can see the clear difference between the management, <laughs> the, or the difference in management between the, the two governments. Um, yeah. Because the city of Cape Town, yes, they are a lot, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot wrong with them as well, but just in terms of like city management, they do manage the city probably the best out of the whole of South Africa. Um, no, yeah. and yeah, it's super affordable as as well. The, the my city, like yeah. I barely spend any money traveling like across the city using the bus. And again, it works fine. It works really, really yeah. fine. But I just wished it had a little bit more times uh, instead of just one, <laughs> which yeah. um, wouldn't help too much. And actually, another sort of, um or another form of transportation, which is quite interesting in the country is the taxis those oh taxis oh my god i think they're such a big emblem of, of 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 south africa like everyone who visits will remember the taxis when they come home yeah 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 i think so i mean like yeah the 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 minibus taxis is what what they're called they are like um it's you know the taxi services that sort of service like the like the the working class of south africa people who can't afford to have their own cars or um you know can't afford to take the my city bus every day so we have the taxi option and they it, that is a whole I don't know, a whole organization in itself it's also run in it's organized in a very shady criminal kind of way <laughs> um they there's I, I think i'm sure it's operated by like some sort of underground south african taxi mafia um because they are like the sharks of the road they do not they do not stick to any of the road rules um they, unfortunately they are just uh, they are support they are well supported let's, let's put it that way it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I have the Brazilian feelings right there. We <laughs> we do have kind of you know transportation uh, with the same way. They don't respect the rules. Yeah. They're just driving yeah. you know where they want it. And yeah, it's it's a kind of you know not developed country feelings you know going right. on right here because yeah. uh, and South Africa and Brazil they are in the same economic um, bracket. Uh, yeah, no bracket. No uh, bricks. Bricks, uh, BRICS, exactly. Yeah, the BRICS. Economic Association, yeah. So yeah, Brazil, yeah. South Africa, mm. Russia, China. Yeah. 
in India, I guess, too, as well. And India, yeah, of course. Yeah. Sorry, how can I forget? <laughs> so, guys, yeah, yeah, we're running out of time right here. Um, and But before finishing up this podcast, let's just... Guilherme, would you like to do the question we do every single episode? Feel free. 100%. Yeah, guys, like with this episode, we could speak for three hours easily. Like just talking about the different activities that you can do in the country, the problems South Africa has, <laughs> crime, whatever it is, like so much things to discuss on topics, whatever. But at the end, I truly fell in love with the country and I advise everyone to visit and experience the diversity and the, and the melting pot of cultures that this country has to offer. Uh, so despite every governmental problem there is, you will sure. definitely fa fall in love with what South Africa has we'll definitely to give visit. You. 100%. So yeah, Matt, uh, thank you so much for coming. And before we let you go, I, I am going to ask you our open-ended question that we end every episode with. Yeah. And that is, what is the thing that makes you the most proud about being from South Africa? What would you say? Whew, that is a very big <laughs> question. What is the yeah, thing that makes you the most proud about being from South Africa? Wow, I have to think about that one. Um, for, for sure, like when you would, uh, especially when you came to Germany and you yeah, met you're new German friends and you mentioned, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm from South Africa and this is what I love about my country. Yeah. Uh, you guys should definitely pay it a visit. The first well, thing that comes to your mind when people talk about South Africa and, and you want to say good stuff <laughs> about. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think what I really, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say I'll I'll try to keep it as short as as short as possible. Um, I think the one thing that makes me really proud to be South African is the fact that I come from such a beautiful country. Like honestly, I feel like South Africa is probably one of the most beautiful countries in the world, and I've traveled to many countries before. So I think from that aspect, I would say I I feel really privileged and proud to come from such a beautiful city like Cape Town with so many things on offer, so many beautiful people, so many beautiful beaches and nature. And yeah, I think it's a very cool and very unexpected country or city to come from. Mm -hmm. So from that aspect, I would say that makes me pretty proud. Yeah. Amazing. For sure. No, Amazing, oh, 100%. Man. Thank you so buddy, much. Buddy, thank thanks you so for much having for, me. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation, first of all. No worries. And... <laughs> Yeah, bro, you've represented very well South Africa. This rich and amazing country with lots of resources. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. 100%. And for our listeners, um, thank you all for uh, coming to the end of the episode. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast WWP. And watch us on YouTube. Our videos are popping up there. So definitely we'll watch our guys. YouTube channel at Worldwide Podcast when you search on YouTube or WWP. And see you all in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dears. Bye.